This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network for Wednesday, February the 15th. I'm Dustin Huffman. We're on the phone right now with Jim McCormick of agmarket.net. Jim, we saw some red coming off the screen on the overnight trade. What are we looking at going into this Wednesday? Well, we continue to look at the weather in South America. That's still going to be the big key. Dryness issues in Argentina, too much rain in Brazil has kind of been the headline that's been driving the market. Right now, a little bit better chances of rain potentially for Argentina, as well as a little bit more drier situation for uh, Brazil, which will allow their harvest to accelerate. The other big story that's kind of come out here recently is the basis in Brazil has gone negative for the first time in roughly 19 months, I believe is what the number was. As they start harvesting this monster crop, plain and simple, the demand is shifting to South America. The producers are are trying to get this crop out. It's delayed, but it is coming out. And the reality is, if you are a buyer of beans, Brazil is going to sell them to you a dollar cheaper than the United States which should pretty much take us pretty much out of the bulk of the export market for the most part. That will be should be viewed negatively, and that will probably help pull this bean market down. Technically, we kind of jabbed through some resistance points earlier in the week. We failed miserably. So now it looks like you had a false breakout on the technical side, which is a little bit negative indicator on top of maybe a bearish situation starting to form as the export situation shifts to Brazil. And, you know, if, if these prices go down, you know, keep going down because of this weakness, I mean, will that bring us into more competition, though, with Brazil and be able to maybe get a few of those exports out? Well, that's the whole goal. I mean, that's the reality is what the market does. When it goes up, it's either trying to increase demand, supply, essentially encourage people to plant more of that product or reduce, you know, consumption. Right now, what's going to happen is our prices will go back down, in essence, to try to stay somewhat competitively priced with Brazil. So you give those buyers a little bit of choice. Do I buy Brazilian beans or do I buy the U.S. beans? But right now, they'll be buying Brazilian beans. But truly, Dustin, this is what happens every year because what happens is we we ship our beans roughly from the fall into the beginning of the year. Brazil takes over, and then we start shipping corn is traditionally what we do. Now, the wild card this year is we're going to get that shipments and sales up and spinning as fast as we thought we would because China changed the game a little bit on us early, late last year when they started signing the new accords that allow them to import corn from Brazil. So, we're, you know, the trade has been thinking China would come in and buy some more corn. They're anticipated to import somewhere between 18 and 20 million metric tons of corn this year, but we haven't seen those big sales. And that's one thing we're kind of keeping an eye on. We're optimistic they can come, but they have not shown yet. So that is a slight concern. And also, we know we have the proposed uh, GMO ban that Mexico's changed a little bit, but it uh, doesn't sound like people are all too happy about it. I mean, what, what was the... Uh, what was the thought there with what we got? Well, originally, you know, what happened originally, they're going to, you know, the headline was they're going to ban all GMO, and that was going to be a huge problem for the United States, Mexico. Heck, they bought some U.S. corn from us overnight. Um, that was going to become a huge problem if they would do that. Um, the government pushed back against it. The Mexico came in, as you mentioned, they changed that, and they're going to essentially say they're going to take GMO corn for feed and industrial use, but they're still going to try to shy away from GMO corn of white corn, human consumption food. Now, politically, I know our government's not pleased with that, and the fact that we, you know, our viewpoint in the United States is GMO is safe for all consumption, so we're trying to push back against that science. But for the most part, in general, I think it's you got to take it somewhat as a win if you're an American producer, because the bulk of the corn that we ship to Mexico is number two yellow corn that is fed. 
So in general, it's good. And the reality is this, it probably wasn't going to have a huge impact because there's just, they don't have the logistics to bring in a bunch of non-GMO corn. A, there's not that much produced in the world. And B, they don't have the ports to bring in from, let's say, um, you know, um, Argentina or Brazil. The reality is they're set up to rail corn in from the United States. And, you know, the logistics just weren't going to be there to, to switch their supplier, no matter what the rhetoric was. But as a whole, yeah, it's a good day for the you know, American producer, pretty much a status quo for the most part, unless you sell white GMO corn, that could be a little bit of concern. All right. So moving over to the livestock side of things, you know, what are we seeing going into these cattle and hog markets? Well, right now, the cattle market, you know, on the April cattle, they've kind of trading against that 10-day moving average. They tend to hold it. If they take out the 10-day, that'll be a little bit negative. But overall, the tight supply in the cattle market keeps the market um, a little bit positive. Retail sales were very strong in January, a lot better than people thought. So the consumer's still out there spending money. That hopefully is a good sign for the demand on, uh, you know, on the restaurant front. The hog market, I'm hoping we finally put a bottom in. If you look at these, uh, you know, these April hogs, they are got back above the 10 and 20 day finally. The May hogs are trying to get above their long-term moving averages. So you're starting to get a change in the hogs, a little bit of short covering. We could see a little buying hogs, selling cattle, unwinding the spread nearby potentially if that cattle market takes out, a little bit, uh, takes out some of those technical moving averages. All right, Jim. Well, if folks want to talk some other market strategies, especially when we're looking at lower grain prices, lower bean prices, and want to rethink what they're going to be planning on doing, how do they get in touch with agmarket.net? You can reach agmarket.net team members at 844-424-6758. You can reach me directly at 815-665-0461. Or go to agmarket.net to sign up for a 30-day trial of our research. All right, Jim. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you, and have a good week. That again was Jim McCormick of agmarket.net. Let's run down those opening numbers. March corn down five and a half at six seventy-six and three quarters. December new crop down three and a half at five ninety-four and a quarter. March soybeans down sixteen and three quarters at fifteen twenty-one even. May down sixteen and a half at fifteen thirteen and a half. November new crop down twelve and three quarters at thirteen seventy and a quarter. Soy meal down six dollars and fifty cents at four seventy-six even per ton. Soy oil down forty-two cents at sixty eleven. Chicago wheat down eleven and a half at seven eighty five and a quarter. Minneapolis wheat down three and a half at nine twenty and a quarter. Kansas wheat down ten and three quarters at eight eighty four and a half. May oats down five and three quarters at three fifty seven and a half. April live cattle down twenty five cents at one sixty four forty two. March feeders are forty seven cents higher at one eighty seven twelve. April lean hogs down eighty five cents at eighty six forty five. April cutouts down eighty seven cents at ninety two seventy. Class three milk unchanged at seventeen ninety three. Thanks again to Jim McCormick of agmarket.net for joining us here. I'm Dustin Huffman on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network, where Iowa Ag matters. <music>